Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Politicians have continued to insert themselves into the Big Ten football debate. We discuss the latest and where things stand. We've got some recruiting news as well. All that and more on this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Well, guys, how you doing? Is this back-to-back pods with all three of us? Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I wasn't sure. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, Ain't um, in there. As the saying goes, you know, everything's political. And the, uh, I don't know, Big Ten's cancellation of, of the football football season, certainly it hasn't disproved that notion. I mean, just to kind of give the update on the whole timeline of this. Okay, Big Ten cancels the season. I don't know, what was that, the second, August 11th? Maybe? August 11th, the, yeah. There you go. There's obviously some backlash from from players and parents and coaches when we recorded Last week, was that last week or two weeks ago? So this is why I wasn't sure if Aaron was on that one. But okay, regardless, President Trump tweets about Big Ten being on the one-yard line. He had a call with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, hopeful that the Big Ten season can can still happen this fall. So that was that. Was that. He, is then, he then has since tweeted again, um, you know, mentioning specific governors in various states, including Michigan, saying that, Maybe the Big Ten season will happen without the schools in those states uh, because of those governors. You've got a letter from (laughs) 10 various Midwest legislators, all of whom are Republican, calling for, you know, Big Ten season. And then just this morning, as as Aaron wrote about on MLive.com, Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, kind of responds to some of the some of the backlash that the Big Ten has faced. So Aaron is our sort of political correspondent, if you will. What's your what's your take on everything that's happening? Right I will now? say this. I was talking to, or I was chatting with our, our online colleague, Matt Wenzel, I think yesterday. And, and I said this to him, and I, I, I fully believe it, that the Big Ten has kind of opened the door for this to happen. I mean, with all the lack of transparency and the lack of answers and, and everything else, has kind of opened the door for politicians, whether it's the president or local legislators, to kind of have a, have a feeding frenzy on this situation. You know, when, you, when you've got different political groups, like the parents and some of these Big Ten coaches, and donors to some degree upset that that football is not being played. You you would expect a politician at some point to jump in and join with them. And and you've seen that with the president of the United States, as we kind of touched on last week is kind of, you know, jumped into the fray here and and, and keep in mind one of the reasons he's doing it. And again, he hasn't mentioned the PAC 12. He hasn't mentioned the Mac. He hasn't mentioned some of the other conferences that, that have said they're not playing sports this fall. But, you know, he's specifically focusing on the Midwestern states and specifically football. Several of these states are up for grabs or considered battleground states in the November <laughs> election. Uh, so it, it behooves him to, to, to get involved here. And, and, you know, I don't blame him. It's, it's kind of ripe for politicizing. Um, it's, he's made it a point of tweeted about it twice on the last week. He's due to visit Michigan, I think, tomorrow, Thursday night. Don't be surprised if he brings it up there as well. Um, but you're right, he's he dragged the governors into this. Governor Whitmer, not by name necessarily, but he's mentioned the governors of several states, uh, Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland. He suggests that if the Big Ten were to play football this fall, and again, it's unclear at this point whether it's going to or not, he thinks that the Big Ten would lose um, participation from Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland. Um, now that makes up, my crack math would be five teams. Dan Patrick, the sports talk show host, came out yesterday, Tuesday, and suggested that Rutgers could be part of that as well. Again, a lot of uncertainty at this point. We still don't have a plan from the Big Ten. There hasn't been anything at least disclosed publicly of what they're planning to do. 
Um, all we've had have at this point are rumors from folks tweeting and message boards and throwing you know stuff out there, and you've got disagreements and politicization. So it's been a wild last couple of weeks, and until we get a concrete plan from the Big Ten, I think this is only just going to continue. You kind of hit on this at the beginning there, and then a little bit at the end. And this is for both of you. The Big Ten canceled the season. Okay, they were pretty clear with the message when they did so. I think it's it almost goes without saying, kind of in a way, why it was canceled. Just generally speaking, there's COVID nineteen. Okay, so what could they have done differently, if anything, to avoid this kind of dragging on? Because I mean, you could argue people are going to be mad no matter what, and you can't really control that. Could they have done something differently in their messaging, or you know, even since? to avoid what's kind of become a bit of a circus. I mean, for me, I think if they, if they came out right away and said, yes, we had 11 presidents, chancellors vote against playing this fall because of X, X, and X, and said that right from the start, uh, yeah, there would still be backlash, but at least there's people can see where they came from right off the bat. And I think by kind of hiding a little bit behind that decision and not being com- completely upfront about everything that went into the decision and all like the, the medical experts, what, what they actually said. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, yeah, it's crazy. None of the other conferences that, that have canceled are getting as much backlash. I mean, you can understand like the, the math and I, I know there's another uh, group of five conference that, that also canceled, but yeah, like it's, they're kind of in the shadows right now. Just, Hey, no one's calling for mid, mid American conference football to be played this fall. It's, it's pretty much just all, surrounding the big 10 right now. well is, is that because they weren't as uh you know up no, front with yeah, their reasoning because, or because of yeah no, not the interest there to begin with. right no it's definitely the interest factor too but uh yeah it's, it's just be created this whole whirlwind of it's it's just been a disaster it, it's crazy so uh, i i don't think it, i yeah it would have been interesting to see if it was handled differently if there was still as much backlash they're right. receiving but when, when it's important to remember when you get an issue of this magnitude, now coronavirus has been, you know, uh, politicized pretty much from the very beginning from both sides and both parties. When the Big Ten rolled its announcement out, it, as a league and as a commissioner, I think they felt like they had an op, uh, obligation to protect their institutions and protect the, the football programs. So I think that's one of the reasons why necessarily we didn't get that 11 to 3 vote that originally came out after the fact mm-hmm. because they didn't i don't think they wanted fan base to start targeting individual school presidents and football right. programs and anything else now that those details have come out um while the big 10 is still getting criticized you're starting to see more backlash for the university presidents i mean social media has been a buzz last week criticizing university of michigan president mark slissel other university presidents have gotten in as well so that the outrage has, has kind of gone down the ladder so to speak and you almost have you know two camps in all this You've got at least at Michigan. We'll talk Michigan here, but you've got you've got majority of the players, and you've got the coaching staff led by Jim Harbaugh, who we'll get into this in a minute, was marching with the parents this past week in Ann Arbor publicly, you know, showing his displeasure with the decision to not play football this fall against university presidents and a Big Ten office that has no choice but to back its its presidents up. So it's the, the whole pro, coronavirus has been politicized from the get-go. This, so it's no surprise to me that the football season not being played this fall in sports in general is politicized too. I, I think another thing that didn't help its case is the fact that I know they said this, this doesn't mean we're, we are going to play football in the fall, but here's our schedule if we do. 
I, I just think the the optics of that did not look very good with them can, uh, postponing the season like a week later. If you say go to the teams and say, hey, we're we're building a schedule here. This is likely some dates, um, but it's not finalized yet. Just to keep this in mind, instead of kind of just going and releasing a, a huge public announcement that might have saved now, a little bit of backlash. But to play devil's just, advocate there, the Big Ten when they did roll their schedule out, they did in, in the announcement they did say this is contingent on us to you know determine right. whether it's safe to play or not. And right. the Big Ten has been, and I will give them credit, Commissioner Warren, they've been pretty careful about their message going back to the summer. You know, remember when they rolled out, they, they changed from a 12-game schedule to a 10-game conference schedule. It was the same thing. It was, this is all contingent on whether we determine whether it's safe to play or not. The situation is, as you roll these details out, you're kind of gaining public favor and you're getting folks to think, you're setting them up to think, oh, there's going to be a season where yeah. you know, things are changing, but they, we think they're still going to play. And you're right, to, to roll a schedule out and then just days later pull the plug on it, to me, is... It's questionable. You start to wonder what changed. And I think that's what a lot of folks are still asking and still want answers to. But at the end of the day, the presidents make decisions based on what they say is, you know, science and medical advice and everything else. And they had the final say. And, and to this point, at least, it's held up. Right. If you, without the NCA uh, providing guidance and just laying down like the law, if you will, on this is what's happening, it's going to be up to, you know, conferences and schools to make the decision. And, you know, the, the org charts at those places, they flow up to, to the presidents or chancellors or whatever you want to call them. Now, you know, Jim Harbaugh can give his feedback to Ward Manuel, the athletic director, and, and Manuel can give his, you know, to Mark Schlissel, the president. But at the end of the day, he's going to make that, you know, decision, you know, holding, being accountable to, to the board. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we saw how they, they feel about this. So when I see these reports about a season potentially starting in October, I wonder what would have changed from, you know, the news a few, you know, at this point about a month ago, you know, that would that would change their minds, because I don't think it's just simply going to be public pressure. So I guess with that in mind, where do things stand? I mean, as far as, uh, you know, the potential for, for a Big Ten football season? I think they're in the same situation as we were uh, two or three weeks ago when the decision to pull the plug on, on the season was had. Now, I, I think from a public standpoint, you're hearing more noise and you're hearing more public pressure and, and the like, but without any, I think, significant changes behind the scenes from a medical perspective, I don't know if they are closer. And, and it's funny you point out the flow chart of Harbaugh to, to Ward Emanuel to Mark Slissel because that's exactly how it has gone. And then Jim Harbaugh explained that to us uh, on Saturday when he was in, at that march. You know, we, we asked him if he had spoken to Mark Slissel. And he said he hadn't. He said he had texted him and emailed him stuff, but he, his conversations have dealt directly with Ward Emanuel. And, and Ward's in a tough situation here because he doesn't have much say either over, over the decision whether or not the Big Ten is going to play as a whole. But he's hearing things from, from his head coach, his, mo his most visible head coach, and Jim Harbaugh. And he's reporting that to, to, the, to the president who's ultimately making the decision. So I don't think a ton has changed here. And, I, and, I, and that was like the question I kept asking folks at this March Saturday in Arbor, whether it was parents or players who were there, um, uh, you know, what they wanted the March to accomplish. To me, if, again, I only spoke to maybe four or five folks, but it was a scatterbrain of, of things. You know, they wanted the Big Ten to take notice. They wanted that Kevin Warren, they wanted Kevin Warren to kind of pay for his decision. So it's, it was, it was a scatterbrain of ideas and there was no, concrete one answer they it, it almost felt like they were frustrated and they want to get their frustrations out and that seems to have been the case around the big 10 you know ohio state had some sort of march uh, a few weeks ago outside their stadium in columbus 
But again, not, I don't think much has changed. And at this point, there's been no indication that the Big Ten presidents have reassessed this idea. Now, it, it's potential. You know, it's possible. And we've gotten reports at the behind the scenes that the medical folks are trying to gather this an updated plan with new guidance that potentially could change things. But without a significant reduction in coronavirus cases and, and an increase in testing, which is where the president and the federal government could come into, come into play here, um, I don't foresee an October start here for the Big Ten like it's been been thrown out there. Right. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's kind of like, okay, there are there are reports out there, specifically one we wrote about from Dan Patrick in, in which, you know, he had said, yeah, October 10th was was a possibility to to start. And, you know, we've seen kind of Thanksgiving, which we've talked about with basketball as far as that that bubble that could form with students being off campus. But all we all we have officially, if you will, is the Big Ten's initial thing, you know, for postponement and maybe try again in the spring. And we've you know, never really known what what that means. But Spring does not mean uh, October. That's for sure. Uh, so we'll we'll just you know continue to I guess you know monitor where where things stand there. Was there anything else from the protest, uh, you know, Aaron, that you or, or Ryan that you know you wanted you thought was uh, you know noteworthy as far as just a you know number of people that were there or anything that that came out of it? Nothing too earth shattering. I estimated around seventy five people. There might have been closer to a hundred. Um, Doesn't seem like a whole lot to me. <laughs> no, and, and most I, and I have to point out most of the folks that were there were either families or parents of players and players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, I think, was the only coach I noticed that was there. But it was it weren't too many folks outside the program that were, were present. Um, they were loud. I mean, they did make a scene. The Ann Arbor police actually had to kind of guide. They had to close some roads down to let them kind of walk. Um, they end up at the Diag in the middle of campus. But nothing they're shattering. They just wanted their, their, their voice out there and, and heard. And they got, they got their message across. But like, but like I said, I don't know if it's going to change much. I don't think it will. Decisions. All right. We do. We did have some news that kind of came out just just before we started recording, you know, reports of, well, not reports. The, the coaches have come out and said it themselves. Uh, ACC men's basketball coaches are going to, I guess, petition the NCAA to have a ter- NCAA tournament in 2021 in which all teams participate. I, I don't really know what Dumb. that means. All te- well, our, all teams are already eligible in a way, you know, unlike the college football playoff where, you know, we've seen undefeated teams get left out. In college basketball, there are things called conference tournaments. If you win those, you get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, their their automatic bids go to the winners of those. So, no matter really how you did in your regular season, although you know, some conferences don't let every team into the NCAA tournament, but again, you have your chance by winning a certain number of games to then you know win your four games in four days or whatever it is, and then you're in. You know, in addition to all the at large. So, yeah, I don't know exactly know what the purpose of this. I'm not going to say. Well, Ryan said it's dumb. I'm not going to, I guess, uh, <laughs> jump on that quite yet without knowing exactly what they mean by this. But that is something that came out that's that's just kind of interesting. And there continue to be discussions about playing kind of bubble tournaments in, in various spots, uh, you know, throughout the country, possibly merging preseason tournaments. The one that Michigan was in was the week before Thanksgiving in New York at Madison Square Garden. It is now called the Empire Classic. Uh, They were in that with a pretty strong field, Baylor, Villanova, and I think NC State was the the other team in that. So yeah, those four teams could go play in Mohegan Sun with, you know, teams that were supposed to be in this other tournament and the teams that were supposed to be in this other tournament. It's kind of, they seem to be currently, according to some of these national reporters, grouped by the companies that operate these tournaments. I mean, this is, this is very, you know, inside baseball for people, but the Gazelle Group, for example, is the group that operates uh, that Empire Classic. They also operate 
not remembering off the top of my head, but one or two other tournaments around the country. So that's why they would then be the ones trying to organize this for what, what other reason then, you know, get their, still get uh, their paychecks for, for hosting these things. So we'll see how that all, that all plays out for Michigan. But I mean, it's certainly worth noting that here we are, you know, in, into September and we have no official word on the basketball schedules for teams. Normally by now, you know, the, the big 10, you know, the whole schedule, you know, the big 10 opponents and, and dates and, and, and this and that. And we don't have any of that this year. you know, we know through records requests, what some of the non-conference games are supposed to be, but, but yeah, it's just, obviously they just sort of put a hold on all of this as they try to figure out what's, what's going on. I have to think on that note, just kind of to relate it to football. I have to think if, if they're going to try and play basketball games in late November, again, that's mm-hmm. a big if at this point, they're, you're going to have a hard time, at least from a big 10 standpoint of justifying not playing football then either. So it's going to be interesting. I think to, to see if that ends up happening, obviously you said schedules aren't out, so we, we don't know, but it's going to be interesting to follow with football too. Yeah, I think basketball has learned from football's mistakes and have a unified voice. They have some people, you know, at various uh, levels of the uh, sport that are that are kind of bringing people together instead of and trying to prevent what happened in football, which is the SEC doing this and the Big Ten doing that and the Pac-12 doing this. So that's their goal there. You know, we talked to, we said in the beginning, we talked a little bit recruiting. So let's do that. We got basketball recruiting, we got football recruiting. Let's start with football recruiting. What do fans need to know about what's happening right now with Michigan football recruiting? Oh, we'll we'll keep it brief on the recruiting front today, but uh, Michigan only has one commit in the 2022 class right now, but it looks like it's on the verge of landing another in four-star linebacker, Tyler Martin. Uh, He's a guy that Michigan offered when he was in eighth grade. He's been following for quite a bit now. Another Massachusetts guy right in Don Brown's territory, and Don Brown's developed a good relationship with him, and so it's looking like Tyler Martin will will join the 2022 class. He's announcing on Friday at 6:15 p.m. So yeah, I mean it's been a sl- Michigan didn't have any commits in the 2021 class or 2022 class in August. So it's been pretty slow after kind of a flurry of, of commits in, in July uh, and just throughout the pandemic. So it's been been pretty slow. But it, the 2022 class is expected to pick up official offers and contact with. They're allowed to do that starting last week. It should uh, should be pretty busy moving forward. And so the other the other commit in the 2022 class is uh, Essexville Garber, uh, defensive tackle Alex Van Sumeren, who is also a four star. Pretty good star from from the 2022 class. Uh, they did have another originally in Miles Rouser, former Belleville kid who's now at IMG Academy, but he decommitted. Which it's not missions is not completely out of the running for him, but he just wanted to step back and evaluate his options. So. In the 2021 class, there's only a few options left. I think we'll save that for another podcast. But, yeah, it will be interesting to see how uh, how that develops here before the early signing period begins in December. Yeah, one more thing, too. I mean, obviously, Tyler Martin, you mentioned him being in Don Brown's wheelhouse with Massachusetts, but he's also a linebacker. And, and fans may not realize, but Don Brown, maybe they do, works primarily with the linebackers and, and the, the package guys. So it's right in his wheelhouse, not only from a recruiting standpoint, from a position standpoint, too. And Don Brown's obviously done a good job of developing linebackers at Michigan, as we all know. We've seen the lineage here in the last few years. So it's it certainly seems to be a, a potential win here for Michigan. He's a big one too at six foot three, 245 pounds uh, heading into his, his junior year. So it will be interesting to, to watch his development. He's currently ranked as the number 271 overall prospect and the number 10 inside linebacker in, in the country so far in the 2022 class. So that's all I have for today on the recruiting front. 
and basketball, nothing really major happening. As I've said before, just to update, they've got four commits uh, for 2021. They're looking for a fifth, possibly a sixth or a seventh down the line based on other factors, but they know they got at least one spot. And as I've written, they can sort of swing big. I mean, they've got, they've got some, you know, position groups, you know, filled out. They can go for, you know, a kind of a five-star kid if they want and, and not if they want, but, you know, just to try to close out, you know, make a really good class, uh, great. We'll see where they go with that, you know, with school kind of starting up now and, and high school seasons potentially, you know, coming in the next month or so. Uh, this is when a lot of kids do like to commit that many, many do like to get it done before their season, you know, so that it's not really a distraction uh, while they're actually on the court. So, you know, something to, to look forward to will be all over it on live.com slash Wolverines. Guess what? Power five football does begin this weekend too. So are you guys going to be watching at all? College game day going to Winston-Salem, North Carolina for the Demon Deeks of Wake Forest against number one Clemson. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really watched any of the games that have been on so far. Yeah, there hasn't been any good matchups yet. That's why yeah, I'm sure. Say the quality <laughs> but still, you get out of your routine of like, here's when the season starts. Right. This is what I'm doing. I'm covering the game and then you watch these games. So we'll see. Oh, we got some dogs barking now, too. <laughs> dogs are barking. Uh, it's time, to, it's wrap time to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Yeah.